is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. We are here to help you win your league and have bragging rights on your friends. Let's go! Now, here's Adam, Dave, and James. Alvin Kamara did not have more than 12 carries in any game last year. That could change in 2018. Welcome to the show, everybody. Mark Ingram suspended for four games, and we also did a standard scoring draft earlier this week, and we're going to talk about all of it. I am Adam Azer. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R. Gentlemen, your names and Twitter handles, please. Dave? Dave Richard at FluffyPuppy7872. <laughs> Adam Azer's Lackey uh, at Adam Azer's Lackey. My listeners are not being helped by this at all. Dave Richard is at Dave Richard. Singular. And Jamie is at Jamie Eisenberg is at Jamie Eisenberg. J A M E Y. Very weird spelling. We're I'm not changing sure. Changing it why. to at Adam Azer's lackey. I actually like that. You could at least change your um you know, like your display name. I am. Good. Good, good. Hey, uh Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram Alvin Kamara. Is Kamara a top eight pick in fantasy drafts now? No. Nah. PPR one hundred percent. And standard, it's close. Dave, do you agree? No, apparently you don't like not even PPR is not top. I right? was I was just thinking standard before PPR. I will say in PPR he he's worth that eighth pick. Okay, not in standard leagues. Well, we did the draft uh, after the news broke, and Alvin Kamara in a standard scoring league, twelve teams was the ninth overall pick, and Mark Ingram went all the way in the fifth round, forty nine, fifty, fifty, fifty two overall. Mark Ingram, how about that? Uh, we are going to come back to that. We're going to come back to that in a little bit. First, I've got a question. Mind-blowing question. Is running back deeper than wide receiver now? What do you think? I think it depends on if you're talking about quality of talent and the number of really good players. Like starting lineup quality players, yeah. reliable players. I would say there's more running backs than wide receivers in that regard. Okay. Jamie, what do you think? Is running back deeper than wide receiver? It's deeper from the standpoint of what Dave said. I do think, though, that there's better – it's better at the top for running back. It's better in the middle, and by middle I mean the, the, the number three receivers than there are – like once you get past like about 30 for both spots, receiver starts to look a lot better. Okay. Yeah, it's just that that was kind of my big takeaway from the draft that we did was just felt a lot better about running backs and I don't know, yeah, maybe up to about thirtieth in the rankings. And uh that as of now, and I'm sure that'll change. Every seems like every time I do a draft I come away with a new takeaway and a new thought, but the way that draft unfolded on Monday or when did we do it? Oh we did it yesterday, right? Yeah. yeah. Wednesday. Uh, on Wednesday. The way it unfolded on Wednesday I was like, hmm. Maybe uh maybe I went a little uh too early on running. Maybe I should have taken a wide receiver before I took Melvin Gordon. I don't know. I don't know. Just spitballing here. We'll we'll review it and uh, and. Well, you had a big you had a big faux pas in that draft. What did I do? You took Melvin Gordon over Kareem Hunt. I, almost, I thank you for that, by the way. I almost feel like I, I almost feel like it's a mistake, and I and I didn't. Like I, I clearly did, and it only took me nine seconds to draft Melvin Gordon. But I can't think of a reason why I did it. I. I I think I'm just an idiot. I don't know what it's happened. Like you, you, you were, and it's funny because I don't. I didn't even notice that you took him over Hunt. I noticed that you took him over Fournette, which was our one of our conversations from a previous mock draft. Mm-hmm. And you were like, "Oh, I like Fournette's situation better," which is totally understandable. But then I was like, "Wait a minute, you took him over Gordon over over Hunt too?" I, I like, you mean I like Gordon's situation better? No, you liked at the time. You liked Fournette's at the time. Yes, yeah. And now I'm remember you know my whole thing about. Bad offenses and doesn't catch passes. It's kind of occurred to me that that could easily be Leonard Fournette this year. I'm not. He caught s- passes last year though. He he did, but certainly not like Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, or probably Saquon Barkley, the four running backs who were taken right before him. Uh, and I I am not so bullish on the Jaguars this year. How, how are you guys feeling about the Jags? I think if you think of them in the vein that they want to be offensively, where they're a run-heavy team, fairly conservative team, but they'll lean on their defense along with their running, then that's what they're going to be. And so why wouldn't you want the running back on a team with a really good defense that'll 
shut down a lot of opposing offenses and create a lot of opportunities for the ground game to thrive. Yeah, I know. I'm just so embarrassed that it's a Gordon over Hunt. But really, so folks, if you could do it again, you would take Hunt. Of course. But is Hunt really that much better than Melvin Gordon? Not that much better, no. No, but he's better. You got it. You got but it. you're admitting that you would rather have him than Gordon, and I would too, yeah. and I think Jamie would too. Yeah. I think everybody pretty much would. Right. The question is, would you rather have Kareem Hunt over the number three wide receiver? Because Hopkins and Brown were off the board. And even though I sit here and say that running back felt deeper than wide receiver in terms of, you know, as you guys said, the starting caliber players, I just can't see in a standard scoring league taking Odell Beckham or Julio Jones or Michael Thomas or anyone other than Hopkins and Brown over Gordon or Hunt. I just can't see it. No, but I think it's interesting comparing those guys to Brown and Hopkins. Sure. That's, yeah, that's also very interesting. What do you, how do you fall on that? I like the first four running backs, then the two receivers. So I like Gurley, Bell, Elliott, and David Johnson, then Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. That's how I like it in PPR. But I'll still take some of those other running backs ahead of Antonio Brown, including yeah. Hunt. And, and honestly, I, I think that this whole, man, wide receiver's not that deep thing, I could have solved that problem if I had taken a wide receiver in round two, but I took Rob Gronkowski, so that's kind of why I'm – I have the wide receiver blues, but more on that later. And you guys, I haven't even checked your teams, but I'm assuming you have much more balanced team in terms of running back and wide receiver than I do because I basically punted wide receiver. A anyway, let's do the news and notes. Mark Ingram suspended four games. Uh, was it PEDs? I don't know. They say no. The NFL says yes. We'll just say he was suspended for PED use. Well, I mean, that's what the news is. So Yes. Was, yes. Right, that's what he was suspended for. Uh, he's fighting it. He's mad as hell, and he's not going to take it anymore. Only he's probably going to take it because he's going to be suspended for four games. Give me, Jamie, your thoughts on this suspension and what it does for the uh, the parties involved. Well, they're they're going to have to give Alvin Kamara more work. That's the obvious answer. And you know, like you said last year, he only had uh, 12 carries was his high. 19 touches was his high for a game. So he'll be in the 20 touch range for at least the first four games. I don't think this crushes Mark Ingram at all. I think it's going to end up making him a great value pick because the majority of his production last year came after week four when they got rid of Adrian Peterson. So he's going to come in with fresh legs, and we've seen this time and time again when a guy has uh, the ability to stay healthy after being out, whether due to holdout or, or uh, suspension, he's still in great shape um, by all accounts. And uh, I think you know the, the motivation of his contract situation plus the team that he plays for um, so he had 12 games last year. He had eight games last year with double digits and fantasy points in the standard league. They all came in the final 12 games of the season. So uh, you said he went in round five. I think it's a great spot for him. I think he's still a number two running back. And let's face it, there are not going to be a lot of situations where guys play uh, 14 games, 15 games, 16 games at that position and put up elite level, uh, elite type of numbers. Um, based on what we saw last year from him, he could still do it. So I can give you some kind of interesting Somewhat com convoluted stats uh, about Mark Ingram and what you can expect from him. Last year, he was the number six running back in fantasy. And, of course, even before the suspension, he wasn't ranked as a top six guy, but he was number six last year. If you took his production from the first four games of the season away, which really weren't that good, you and you take away all those fantasy points. He did not score one touchdown, by the way, in those four games. Uh, he becomes from six to eight. He goes. That's it. He was a star. He was really a star in yeah. those in those eight, in those twelve games. You know, again, eight of them were were special. He's a you know you you talk about this a lot, Adam. The guys that catch the ball in the backfield. He's been a proven receiver for the last three years. You know, they've used him in that regard quite a bit. Um, I think he's been over fifty catches, or right around fifty catches for three years in a row. And so I don't see that changing very much. So I I know we're all excited about Kamara, and we should be, but there's still a big big opportunity for Mark Ingram to come in and get a heavy workload. I'm nervous. I'm I'm not as optimistic as Jamie is on Ingram. I'm I hate the fact that I can't have him for the first four weeks of the season, and I can't have him for week six because that's when the Saints are on a bye. So if Kamara gets off to a pretty good start, what role does Mark Ingram come back to in week five when he's been away from the team for a month? I have a hard time believing he's going to come right back into a role where he's getting 15 touches a game, and then I got to wait for week six, and then it's the second half of my fantasy season. You you have to be willing. We say this all the time with guys that are suspended to begin the year. You have to be willing to wait it out, and you might have to wait until week seven before you can confidently put Mark Ingram in your lineup. 
So I'm I'm probably not going to have him on any of my teams. Um, I, I think this Alvin Kamara, I, I think there's too much working against Ingram on top of the suspension and on top of not being with the team. On top of Sean, he's been in Sean Payton's doghouse before. Um, we've seen suspended players in New Orleans stay in the doghouse after they get suspended. Willie Sneed was an example of that last year. And Kamara and whoever else they get to split with Kamara has basically a four-game head start on Ingram to make an impression and to keep some playing time. So I'm, I, you know what? Honestly, I think round five, I, I wouldn't take him then. Yeah, I, I think uh, we learned our lesson with suspended players last year, and Ezekiel Elliott had a very good season. Different scenario, totally. But you were spending a second-round pick on Zeke last year, and he was worth it because when he played, he was awesome. Ingram, if you're getting him in round five, will be worth it, and he will be awesome. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So let's take a look at the other. The other stat I wanted to give was that we do have a very recent season of Mark Ingram playing 12 games, and that was 2015. And in that season, now I'm going to give where he finished. I'm also going to put a little context on it. He had a good year. He averaged 4.6 yards per carry. Um, he was the number 14 running back in standard and number 10 in PPR. Uh, that that's very good. However, that was this is Mark Ingram in 2015 when he missed four games: 14th in standard, 10th in PPR. That was 2015, which will go down as like the worst running back year ever. If you take his point total from that year and you put it on 2016, he's outside the top 20. Now that that was a very that 2016 happened to be a very good year for running back. So that's where you're drafting him, though. Yeah, and, and right, and you're obviously talking you know per game, which is going to be better than where he finishes. But I guess Dave is Dave is worried about him being usurped, and that was remember I, I think I said you know he might be a before the suspension, kind of a bust. Because for one thing, I don't know that either running back – in fact, I'm, I'm pretty sure that neither Saints running back can be as efficient right. as they There's were There's no last chance year. Kamara can. Yeah. And, and, he averaged over six yards per carry. I mean, even Ingram. They had – okay, what, what is the stat? They had uh, the, ninth, the 13th most rush attempts in the NFL, the Saints. 13th most. And they had by far the most rushing touchdowns. Five more. Then number two, which was Dallas, Jacksonville, and Tennessee, all tied with 18 rushing touchdowns. So I just and the best the best part about that is the slow start that they got off to. It's amazing. Like, like yep. Ingram had 12 rushing touchdowns, didn't have any in the first four weeks. Yep. And so I don't think Kamara did either. I don't and he know. One. I I don't think that they can keep up that touchdown rate. So I I don't I don't really know exactly how I'm trying to say this, but I was we were worried about Ingram to begin with because I think Kamara is better. And I also saw the Saints getting away a little bit from Ingram as the season went on. Kamara got True. more, a few more touches, you know, a few mm-hmm. more carries than Ingram. So I get where you're coming from. I get where both of you are coming from. It's very, very, uh, very interesting situation and both very good points. Yeah, Kamara scored one touchdown in week three. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So how many did he have total? He had eight rushing and had, five receiving. Uh, 14 total with a, a special team touchdown. So 13 total touchdowns. Okay, so that's 25 touchdowns in the last 12 games of the season for those two running backs. That's <laughs> incredible. Does this matter to you? Look at the schedule after the bye for the Saints. Now, those guys are basically matchup proof, but three of the next five games after the bye, and the bye's in week six, so that's one game back for Ingram against Washington, then a bye, then at Baltimore, they usually have a good run defense. At Minnesota, we already saw they didn't run the ball well at Minnesota last year in the playoffs. Rams, who added in Dominican Sue, at Cincinnati should be fine. Philadelphia. Wow. Philadelphia. wow. I don't know if it matters. This is one. I remember where the looking at the first two games. Might not matter, but yeah. I, I again, like you said, those guys are matchup proof, and what they do catch the ball in the backfield, it's it's hard to to completely shut them down. But if they're playing from behind, which guy's going to be on the field more catching passes out of the backfield? Why would they be playing from behind against those teams? They're just as good at them, but not better. Well, some of them I think they're going to have a tough time against. Yeah, that doesn't mean they're playing from behind. Ooh, I like that. Minnesota Sunday night football hosting the Saints. That's going to be fun. Ooh, the Saints have a lot of primetime games, which is usually great for Drew Brees. Primetime at home, Drew Brees, that's a guaranteed like five-touchdown game. He has only two. <laughs> guaranteed. It is, basically. <laughs> he has two primetime home games against Washington and Atlanta, so that should be good. Is uh, th- three primetime road games, not counting a Thursday nighter. Uh, I have to go over it. Okay, that's um. Uh, no, I don't think we're done here. Um, Camara in PPR goes where? First round, top ten. Yeah, top top five. Well, if he's going in first round in any draft now, we so just to let you know, you know, people are going to be looking at the draft results. We're going to talk about them. 
Um, I had to stop the draft after the second pick because the owner picking number two wanted to take Kamara there. In a non-PPR. Yep. Yeah, that's silly. And, I, and, and look, that's the type of excitement people have with him right now. I feel like if you're, if you're going to bump him up a lot, do you have to kind of think that he's going to be even better than he was last year in the 12 games that Ingram plays? You know, you can't bump him up so much just because of the first right. four games. Dude, I didn't bump him up at all, even with the Ingram news. I just I think it makes him safer now than before. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to get more work. So whether he goes from right. six yards per carry to five yards per carry or right. around what Ingram is, which is like 25% more carries. And uh, but, yeah, he's going to be catches. awesome if he can stay healthy. My only concern with him is can he handle the workload? Sure. So I, I don't worry about his production because if he's getting that much more work, he he's – but he was he was a top five guy last year, and he gave where running backs were good. Yes, he was. And so, give him more work, and hopefully, the efficiency is close to what it was. Yeah, he's he's a top five pick in PPR, and he's top eight pick in standard, without a doubt. He fell in this draft, to be honest. With you. Is he better than Kareem Hunt in PPR, Kamara? Yes. No. All right, it's gonna be. He's going. I mean, to... It's funny because he's better than him last year. <laughs> yeah, it was very very close. I think they were three and four. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, what he does as a receiver, 81 catches, that's hard to replicate. And that was, again, in a shared role. They had 130 catches together, right? Uh, it's in that neighborhood. Right. Yeah. I mean, so take away the four games no, for Ingram. They had more than Do, that. They had 139. Wow. Does anybody think – Adam mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast. Camaro didn't have more than 12 carries in any game last year. That's going to change. But is it going to be consistent? Where At least for the first four weeks of the season. Does he hit 15 carries? Yes. Does he get that high every single yes. week? Yes. Oh, by the way, who I'm a else? little worried about that. I'm, you know, I like your confidence, Jamie, but I'm just a little bit worried that that won't be the case. It really depends on who that other running back they use is. Yeah. I don't think they're going to, I don't it doesn't think, matter. well, if it's <laughs> me, then the Saints are going to be 0-4. They're, they're, they're giving him 15 carries a game. Uh, is there a, another running back that's like worth drafting in with like the 12th round and try to get some, maybe a touchdown or something in the first four games? Maybe Jonathan Williams. You mean from the Saints or yeah, just yeah. in general? Yeah, it's from Saints. Jonathan Williams has his chance at it. He's got experience. He's uh he can work inside as a runner. I, I'm not exactly sure what happened last year and why he fell out of favor in Buffalo. And then spent some time on the waiver wire, if I recall. The real life NFL waiver wire. Uh before I think he was on a practice squad and then the Saints signed him off. I think the Chargers practice squad. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But Boston Scott, we mentioned him. That guy's a lot like Kamara. He he was the running back behind Kenneth Dixon at Louisiana Tech. And we'll see what he can do. It'd be interesting if they put Kamara in Ingram's role and Scott in Kamara's role, but just give Kamara more work than than Scott. But they're gonna they're gonna have a competition for that second role. Uh, he was in Denver's practice squad. Denver. Oh, damn it, Dave. Pathetic. My bad. All right, let's do the rest of the notes. Devontae Parker drawing praise from Adam Gase. Her, is this? Oh I'm my sorry. God, I'm, uh, you guys, I'm sorry. I pulled up a, an old show note. Old show notes. Those are from two years ago or, or last year, I guess. Uh, oh, every year. Um, but yeah, now he's drawing praise from Adam Gase and we've, we've read this in d- different iterations 15 times. Uh, Jay Gruden currently considers rookie running back Darius Geis a first and second down guy. All right. Giants cut Paul Perkins. Right. So, do you think um does that is that does that help Saquon Barkley? Paul Perkins gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, New England left guard Joe Thune is going I said, to. I said what they should have done was had Perkins uh, walk the card up to the commissioner and then just keep on going. <laughs> That's mean. Uh, all right. Anyway, Patriots left guard Joe Thune will have foot surgery, expected to be ready for the regular season. Should we be concerned about the Patriots' offensive line? Oh, they did address it in the draft, though. And trade. And via trade. Um, yeah, until you see how it, you know, looks. But there are new bodies there, you know. So hopefully they're healthy. Hopefully these guys, you know, mesh. Um, but it's a, uh, it's a new group. I don't really worry about it from a passing standpoint because Brady covers up for a lot of holes on their offensive line, which has been the case for several years. But their run blocking will be interesting to see how those guys do. If I had read this report before yesterday's draft, I may have taken a flyer on Chester Rogers. But Zach Kiefer of the Indianapolis Star believes that Chester Rogers is the front runner to be the Colts' number two wide receiver. What about you guys? Any interest there? He does remind a lot of people, you know, this, this, 
does remind a lot of people of, you know, Wayne and Harrison, Hilton and, and Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, the, I, I've been a big, big, as big a fan of Dante Moncrief as, as you'll find, and, and he hasn't materialized. A lot of that has to do with Andrew Luck not being healthy, but, um, I think it'll be between Ryan Grant and Chester Rogers and, and Eric Ebron as a second tight end. It's just going to be hard to trust the, that guy on a, whoever that guy may be on a consistent basis. He might be fourth on the team in targets. He might be fifth. Okay. So in so, fact, that's pretty much where he's going to be because you've got to figure Doyle will be second behind. It'll be Hilton, Doyle, and then Grant and Ebron are probably going to scrap for third and fourth. So if you want the guy that's going to finish fifth in targets, Go get the former Grambling. I, I, I do receiver. think, though, you know, best ball, Rodgers is a good flyer now. Because if he does win that job and starts 16 games, he'll get you number four receiver production. Jamie's got a Yay. trivia question for us. Don't you? Oh. Well, I mean, it wasn't really that exciting. I don't know why you want me to do it here. But um, I which, think two running, which two running backs from the 2005 NFL draft are still in the NFL? Which two running backs from the 2005 NFL draft are still in the NFL? I have a guess, two guesses. I think one's right and one's wrong. I'm going to let the listeners think about it for a three, two, one. Darren Sproles and Marshawn Lynch. Uh, One right, one wrong. Sproles is right, right? Yes. Gore was drafted. Ooh. I don't think he was part of the 05 draft, was he? I think he was 04. Was it Gore? Frank Gore and Darren Sproles. Oh. It is Gore. Gore was yeah, 05. Marshawn was, was 05. the 2007 draft with Adrian Peterson. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jamie. Good trivia. Everybody impress your friends at a party with it. Let's talk about the uh, draft that we did. 12-team standard scoring, 15 rounds, and we're doing PPR next week. Dave, what were your – what was one big takeaway for you for uh, from this draft? I would say that the biggest takeaway was it, it was good it, – it was a good feeling to be balanced early on. Um Took Kareem Hunt somehow fell to me in the first round. It was really great. Um, picking, <laughs> picking eighth in the first round. Uh, I was very excited about that. And then in round two, uh, I, 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 I kind of have a feeling about wide receivers this year and you, you don't want to be left out. You, you want to get at least one really good one. And I consider Devontae Adams to be a really good one. So I took him in round two and I've done enough mock drafts so far this offseason where I've taken two running backs early and I get to the receivers in round three. And if I don't get Tyreek Hill, I'm feeling like somebody punched me in the gut and it hurts a lot and it makes me cry. So I didn't have to do that. I liked having all my options on the table in rounds three and four. Um, might have missed a chance to get Demarius Thomas. I think it would have been round three when I took him, uh, when I could have taken him and then taken a running back on the way back. But I took Joe Mixon instead just because I think he's got a little more upside. Demarius Thomas was a tough one for me. I was really thin at wide receiver. And, um, you know, I just wasn't sure. By, when did when did Demarius Thomas go? First pick of round four. First pick of round okay. four. Okay. So he what? didn't even – I would have had to take him in round three, and I just wasn't comfortable doing that. Um, well, you got your guy. I got Derrick Henry, yeah, in round yeah. three. With eight Much picks. better spot for him. Seven picks after I got him in the other draft we did, but but I never would have gotten him in, with my next pick. You know, I decided there is no – okay, what is a reach in a draft? And my th- – if you cannot get the guy you want with your next pick, then there is no such thing as a reach. I mean, we talk about that all the time. Right. You know, if you're, if you're picking on an end and you know it's, you know, however many picks, 13 picks before you pick again, it, it's hard to – you know, justify or not thirteen picks. Twenty four picks. Twenty four picks until you pick again. It's hard to it's hard to justify saying I really want this guy. I got to get him. It's it's hard to justify. Or it's it's, not it's, it's I really want this guy. I can't wait to get him. Yes. Yeah, so, so that's that is easy to justify. Yeah. That reach. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So I did get Derrick Henry over Demaris. Whatever. Forget about me. Forget about my team. Dave. So you want to be balanced? And uh, I, I liked being balanced. What were your first five picks? And which pick? You had the eighth pick. You had Kareem Hunt, and then what? Hunt. Devontae Adams. Well, just if, if he had taken Hunt, you would have taken what? Either probably Fournette was still there. Fournette. So I would have taken Fournette out of Melvin Gordon. No, I think I still have Fournette ranked ahead of Barkley. So a running back would have been where I went in round one because the receivers were gone, and I'm not even sure I would have taken a receiver there anyway. Uh Hunt, 
Adams, Nixon, Alshon Jeffrey, and then I believe my fifth round pick was Jamal Williams. Hunt, Adams, Nixon, Alshon, Jamal Williams. Alshon was another interesting one because like sometimes I think, well, you know, people are going to see this draft online. They're going to look at the team. I want them to think I know what I'm doing. I don't want the I don't want the comment section to be like who's this Adam Azer guy. So in a mock draft, you passed on Kareem Hunt. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was doing. In a mock draft, I was probably watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, not paying attention. You know, working from home. Um, I would take Alshon Jeffrey and feel like pretty good about it. But then he's got that little plus sign next to him, that little red plus sign, and he might not be ready for the start of the regular season. I'm not sure yeah. if that's really on the forefront of people's minds. Mm-hmm. So that not was, yet. that's kind of, right. So it's like oh, it he, be. he's better in a mock draft maybe that if we were actually playing this out, I don't know when I would take Alshon. You took him, uh, like 41st overall. Yeah. Too soon for me. Dave? I'm assuming he'll be ready to go at the start of the season. And, um, I've, I've kind of had it in my mind that if, if I can't get a wide receiver that's going to come close to 120 targets or over, then I want one that's going to get a lot of touchdowns. I think he's got a chance to do both. I think he can get over 120, and I think he can score a bunch of touchdowns. It's just a matter of him being healthy. Yeah, I like few, that he's in the right he's in the right offense for that. He, he is in the right offense, but fewest receptions of the run. I think the top 20 wide receivers. Um, that that touchdown dependency is so scary because if he regresses and stays at the same amount of receptions and yards, it's going to be hard, hard, hard for him to come anywhere close to what he did last year. Okay, so Jamie, how about you? What was the takeaway from the draft that we did? I was glad to see that, you know, people did wait on quarterback. Um, you know, we, we've seen a few drafts that we've done lately that that's not been the case uh, as much as we've been preaching that it is as deep as it's ever been, if not more. So, uh, the first quarterback was Rodgers in round three. Russell Wilson was the second quarterback in round four. Brady didn't go until round five. And then I think there was a sliding scale after that. Deshaun Watson, I believe, was the next one off the board. Um, if not, Carson Wentz and Wentz didn't go until round eight. So Watson was round seven. So that's where you're starting to see, I think, where you can wait and get good value. Again, that's probably not going to be realistic in a lot of user drafts. But we did this draft with a couple of people, um, some of our uh, CBS Sports HQ producers, that have played fantasy before. They're in, um, at least in one case, they're in leagues with us that we're playing out. And uh, one that I've never done a draft with them ever. And, you know, they waited. You know, it's it's not like they listen to our show. I don't, uh, you know, believe so on a consistent basis. You know, so it's not like they hear us talking about it all the time. So I was just pleased to see that, you know, we didn't have a lot of people jump up and, and take quarterback. So after you saw those guys go, uh, again, Wentz in, in round eight, that sort of started, I, I think, a little bit of a mini run. Uh, Breeze went with the last pick in round eight. Round nine, Adam, you took Andrew Luck. Uh, I took Cam Newton, you know, and then you're starting to see it, you know, uh, Dave took Ben Roethlisberger in round 10, you know, so you're starting to see the quarterbacks then start to fill in a little bit there. Yeah, and remember these are 12-team leagues, so once you get to about, you know, round 9, round 8, round 9, you're starting to get close to pick 100. And I I had a moment where I took Luck and you took Cam, and I, I said, D- why did I take Luck over Cam? Uh, I'm not the sure. Keep up your draft. Yeah, right? Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I don't know. I must you have went distracted. full bonehead. I was – I remember I was writing – an article, a fantasy baseball like blog post or something. So that may have been part of it, but it didn't take the whole draft. It didn't last from round one to round nine. I don't know what the hell, but I don't know. Like, is that is that so bad? Luck over Cam? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? I mean, obviously, if Luck's a hundred percent healthy, the ceiling for Luck is higher, as we've seen, um, or you know, on par at least. So I, I just think it's hard to you know pass on what Cam. Was last year in, in a bounce back season and, and now has more weapons around him. So, um, I, I like Cam a lot better. Cam, Cam to me is better than Wentz. He's almost right there with Deshaun Watson. And, you know, you can easily say he could be better than, than Wilson and Brady. I feel like Cam wasn't even that good last year and he was the number four quarterback, I believe. He was really inconsistent. So he had a bunch of huge games and a lot of crummy games. Yeah. I mean, 22 passing touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Only 3,300 yards. His rushing totals, uh, he had six what rushing yards. What a surprise. 754 rushing yards. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, he was, he was an interesting quarterback last year. Ended up as a top five guy. Not on a per game basis, I'm sure. Um, alright, so people did wait on quarterback and yeah, uh, did anybody take two quarterbacks? 
Will Brinson did. Um, I'm not sure if that was a mistake or not. He said he got auto-picked. Uh, it may have been by mistake. I, I thought he said excuse. I didn't stop it as the commissioner. But he took Kirk Cousins along with uh, Drew Brees. Um, I meant you guys. Oh, no, I did not. I, I, I'm not going to take a second quarterback with Cam. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Did. I did. I I you wanted did. to. I took golf. I took uh, – You you need to if you're golf. drafting luck now. Yeah. I, I was pretty happy. But that was actually my favorite part of my team, luck and golf. I mean, that's pretty – that's a lot of upside there. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, my takeaway was really about the running backs and the, and the wide receivers. So let's get into the draft results. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers, by the way, he went in a very interesting range. He went right in the middle of a of a five running back run. Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon. It's hard to be in the middle of five. Eh? Der- Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Jarek McKinnon, Aaron Rodgers, Kenyon Drake, Alex Collins. You say it's hard to be in the middle of five? Well, when you're the sixth, it's hard to be in the middle of a six-person run. There were five running backs and one quarterback. There's no middle. Gotcha. Yeah, I I said it wrong. I, Jamie, I, this... I show you something in the middle of five if you want to see it. <laughs> this has not been my day. If you heard heard the fantasy baseball <laughs> podcast, I was just terrible this morning. It's it's worth downloading and listening to my stupidity. You know what's good to clear your head? What's Brooklyn Nine Nine? No, getting a car ticket for. Ride, open the windows. All right, yes, I got a car yesterday, and I I was out late. I was car shopping. It took a while, so I I guess I'm sleep deprived. But I'm also going to the Yankees game. That's cool. That's gonna. You driving? Fun. No, I'm not train. Train. I wouldn't take a new car to the Bronx, my man. All right, Todd Gurley was number one. It's two running backs, two receivers, tight end, uh, flex. You know, like we normally do. Gurley one. Le'Veon Bell, too. Although, remember, it was supposed to be Kamara. And then we were like, pump the brakes, my friend. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, three. David Johnson, four. DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Brown, five, six. Gurley, Bell, Zeke, David Johnson, Hopkins, Brown. Melvin Gordon to some moron who took Gordon before Kareem Hunt. Then Kareem Hunt to the guy who drafted after the moron. So I took Gordon. Dave took Hunt. Alvin Kamara, nine. Odell Beckham, 10. Saquon Barkley, 11 to Jamie. And then Leonard Fournette, 12. What a lucky break for the teams picking 11 and 12. Why? Because I don't think Barkley and Fournette are going to fall that far. Not in, not in, maybe in PPR Fournette well, but not in standard. Fournette, the drafts I've seen, he's, he's falling to 10, 11, 12. Um, it usually depends on where the receivers go and how many of them go in front of him outside of the top two. I just think that uh, Barkley, Barkley and Kamara, I think fell in this draft. I I don't really know how anybody fell. <laughs> They're top twelve picks. Well, I mean, when you start to nitpick in what a first round should or potentially could look like, like I told you, I was in another draft, half point PPR. Barkley went sixth. Okay, so where should they go? Who went ahead of Kamara and Barkley that should not have? Melvin Gordon. Why? <laughs> I, I don't. I really don't get that. I mean, Gordon's I, I, been like. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just telling you what average draft position is going to be. Well, screw that. I want to. I want to know what you guys think. No, I. I think that they're they're all great running backs. I just think there's a higher ceiling for Kamara and for Barkley. All right, Melvin Gordon has had more than 1,400 yards two straight years and double digit touchdowns. 12, 12 total touchdowns two straight years. If I'm getting 1,400 and 12. I have no problem with Melvin Gordon seventh overall. Me neither. It's it's fine. I just think again that you can get fifteen hundred and twelve for Barkley. I hope so. Um. All right. Uh, so there we go. That's round one. Round two. Here come the wide receivers. Only three receivers. I, I will. I will say. One. I know. I know. We may get to it, but um, R.J. White. I like my team. He destroyed this draft. Oh, did he? His team is awesome. Well. That sucks. Nah, it's very good. Uh, I'm taking a look at it now. Oh, I don't like his number two receiver. Do I like any? Uh... He's got a very PPR team, Jamie. It's great. He's got th- – all right, this is interesting because this is a very PPR team. It's Kamara, A.J. Green, Jarek McKinnon, Adam Thielen, Julian Edelman. Kamara and McKinnon, A.J. Green, Adam Thielen, Julian Edelman. Who's his next running back? Carry on Johnson. Okay, I like that pick in round six, but you, but there's uncertainty there. Why do you like that team so much? I mean, in PPR, it's going to win the league for sure. But why do you like I, it so much? 
I don't think it really matters. Again, Camara was what fourth. McKinnon should be top fifteen this year. Uh, I think Carryon Johnson could be a top twenty-four guy. Green and Thielen. You know, I don't think you're going to find those guys slip past round four. Certainly, Green. Uh, Thielen's going to be a top four pick in standard, if not round three. I think Edelman's going to return and be a thousand and seven. And Robert Woods, I think, is the best receiver for the Rams. I like this team a lot. Dave, what do you think? I think it's a good team. I think he drafted really well. I don't know if it necessarily means that he destroyed the draft. I just think he took really good players um, pretty much at every spot he was at. Uh, I think a lot of really good slash fair values fell into his lap. Not sure if I agree with Edelman as a great pick in round five when there were some other interesting players that he could have taken. I, that's That might be a case where he wanted Edelman, he looked at everybody else that was there, and he looked at the teams that were picking after him, and he realized that he wasn't going to get them. And if that's the case, then I get it. Yeah, I, I love Edelman in that spot. I like him better than Jeffrey, for example, just the guy we were talking about. I think there's a wow. much higher ceiling for Edelman this year in his situation than Jeffrey. Yeah, and we get to Gronkowski here uh, in round two. Julio Jones... Jamie took Michael Thomas, and then Matthew Coca, who took uh, he took Odell Beckham over Barkley and Fournette. He ends up with Dalvin Cook with the third pick of round two. I think after that, now we've got a, you know maybe some question marks at running back because the next running backs after Cook are Jordan Howard, Lashawn McCoy, uh, Devontae Freeman went in the third round. I like that. Uh, so yeah, right. I mean, Dalvin Cook is the end of the of the uh, elite tier. Is that fair? Running back. I don't know. I don't know if we can call Cook elite. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's he's the end of what I would say is the 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 first round caliber running backs. Okay, better said. All right. So Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, AJ Green, Devontae Adams, then to Dave. Then I took Rob Gronkowski over Keenan Allen, uh, who with, was with the very next pick. I would have taken Devontae Adams over Gronk, but Adams came off the board. Um, so, Dave, were you considering Gronkowski when you took Devontae Adams? No. Yeah, why? <laughs> no, <laughs> because I know I can find, you know, I wasn't hoping to end up with a quote-unquote serviceable tight end. Later on in the draft, I took one that's got some upside but plenty of downside and Jordan Reed, but it came way later. I know that if I pass on Gronk, it, it's not quite as bad as it's been in the past where if you don't take Gronk, the, the, the drop-off is so steep. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Kelsey, you've got Ertz, you have a chance at them, hopefully, with your next pick if you really want to have a great tight end on your team. And I think it's a good idea to do it. I just didn't do it in this draft. Sure. So... One thought I had about Gronkowski, let, let me know what you think. I don't know if we've really talked about this, at least since the Cooks trade. They didn't address the position. So is Gronkowski even better than They didn't than address was? what position? Wide receiver, pass catcher. Let's say that. They well, I mean, they're getting two significant contributors from the year before back. They're getting Edelman and? Malcolm Mitchell. Significant. Don't forget about Jordan Matthews. They signed Jordan Matthews. They signed Cordero Patterson. Okay, well, I'll... I, they took a flyer on Kenny Britt at the end of the season. I mean, they have a lot of guys. They still have They do. I know, but, I mean, they don't have Brandon Cooks anymore. That's for sure. And he no, scored but, seven touchdowns. Yeah, but, I mean, Hogan was on pace for 10 before he got hurt. Uh, is Gronkowski's value the same as it was before the Cooks trade? Yeah, I don't think that's okay. really relevant. Okay. Works for me. So, all right, here we go. Julio, Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, A.J. Green, Devontae Adams, Rob Gronkowski. First six picks of round two. Keenan Allen, Jordan Howard, LaShawn McCoy. Maybe the earliest I've seen Kelsey go. Heath took Kelsey with the tenth pick of round two. That is 22 overall. Uh Tyreek Hill and Mike Evans. So let me read the last six picks of round two. Keenan Allen, Jordan Howard, LaShawn McCoy. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans. Love Mike Evans there. That's a steal. Dave, your thoughts on these six? Is there a bad pick here? I'm I'm not excited about LaShawn McCoy. I'm worried about him breaking down. Okay. I'm not saying he's a reach. He's, he's This is right about where he's going to go. Late round two, maybe early round three. Someone's going to take him because they know 
what he's done and they think, oh, he'll just do it again. And I don't know if I buy that he'll do it again. The thing that's in his favor is he's going to get a lot of work. Last year was the second most receptions of his career, 59, um, with the receiving court being what it is and, you know, either a career backup or a rookie with AJ McCarron or Josh Allen, a quarterback. They have to replace three offensive linemen. You know, that's not exactly a very encouraging situation. You know, three starters from Eurigo are gone. Um, but if he does, I agree with Dave, the, the breakdown potential is there for him. He'll be 30 in July, you know, over 2,100 career carries, 2,500 career touches. But if he's able to stay healthy, and I think that's something that, you know, we probably have to reevaluate is as, you know, uh, we move on as a, uh, uh, a species, <laughs> you know, you're able, you're able to be a little bit more durable as you get a little bit more older, as we're seeing with some of these guys, Marshawn Lynch last year, Frank Gore, you know, guys are able to play into their early thirties. So if he can hold up for another 300 touches, then he's going to be good. But it's, it's a risk reward type of thing. The thing that I didn't like about the owner who took him was, uh, this was uh, an owner that drafted David Johnson in the first round and could have had one of Mike Evans, which would have been a great pick, Doug Baldwin, Tyree Kill, and then could have come back in the third round and still taken Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon. Or Devontae Freeman. And that would have been – well, I, I yeah. Uh, well, Maybe no, Freeman. Freeman was gone already. But, you know, you could have had uh, stud running back, still stud wide receiver, especially in Evans' case, and then – Still very good, if not comparable, number two running back to what LaShawn McCoy could be, especially like Adam, you believe in Henry. You know, if he scores, if, he, if Henry gets you 1,012 touchdowns, which I think is on the table for him, uh, he's going to be very close to LaShawn McCoy's production. Okay. So that was round two. I, I thought Jordan Howard was, was, a, was a little early. What did you guys think? Yep. Yeah. Totally. He's, he's more of a round three pick, too. All right. Round three T.Y. Hilton, Doug Baldwin, Devontae Freeman, Stefan Diggs. Man. Uh, fourth pick of round three. For but that, and that, and that's again, that's what that owner did. He went yeah. David Johnson, LaShawn McCoy, Stephon Diggs, which again, you know, there, there's certainly a lot to like about those guys, but could have done a few things differently. And I think you would have been a little bit happier with the, the receiver being your better bet as opposed to your second running back. Christian McCaffrey, Zach Ertz. Uh, that's the first six picks of round three. Hilton, Baldwin, Freeman, Diggsman. McCaffrey, no, hmm. LOL. McCaffrey and Zach Ertz. Now, McCaffrey, I know we talked about the news the last show we did because it happened in the middle of our show of CJ Anderson signing. I think this is where you're going to see McCaffrey going standard league. Early part of round three. He's still, you know, again, he was the 15th best running back in standard scoring leagues last year. He was the 14th running back drafted here. So it's right in the range of where he could still end up. It's just a matter of will he get more than 117 carries. I think that's still uh, well within reach even with Anderson there. Well, we should really focus on the running backs in this round. So after McCaffrey, Zach Ertz was taken, and then we have this group of six picks with five running backs and Aaron Rodgers. Derrick Henry to me, Joe Mixon to Dave, Jarek McKinnon to RJ, then Aaron Rodgers, Jamie took Kenyon Drake, and Darce took Alex Collins. I mean, this is like this portion of the draft. I mean, a lot of maker, I wouldn't say break, but a lot of guys who could have massive years and be just amazing for your fantasy team. Uh, I don't know if we want to include McCaffrey, but or excuse me, Freeman, but Freeman, then McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Jarek McKinnon, Kenyon Drake, Alex Collins. Dave, does this group excite you? Or do you want to do the wave right now? You're so excited about these running backs. No, I don't want to do the wave right now, but I do think that this is what you keep in your back pocket when you – Begin your draft and you're looking at round one and you decide to go with a wide receiver. Did you just do the wave, Adam? <laughs> Look at you. I'm you're so excited it about it. Come on. Jamie, Jamie's next in line. He's not doing it. I think I saw your pits. Oh, gross. The funny thing is like, you know how like, uh, people with long hair when they, when they like make a, a quick motion, like the hair goes, uh, you know, like a wave a little bit uh-huh. later. His arm hair, like he, he oh, brought the arms down <laughs> and then the <laughs> arm hair flapped down afterwards. I didn't know where you were going with that. Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. No, I just, I, I think that there are very, very appealing running backs in round three that uh, you'll go gaga for as your number two running back. But even if you started receiver, receiver, and one of these guys was your number one. Yeah. Freeman is your number one. I think you'd be okay with it. McCaffrey is your number one. You probably wouldn't be as excited. Henry, Mixon, Drake, and Collins. I, I think they'll be okay. McKinnon is your number one. You know, maybe you just really struck it rich and I love got McKinnon. lucky I think in the first this was two a rounds. Fantastic pick. 
love McKinnon. Yeah, he's, I think you like him a little more than Yeah, I he's think. the number one running back for me. I like him better than Freeman. I like him uh, as, as a top 12 guy. I think uh, going to Kyle Shanahan's offense is going to be fantastic for him. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Adam. I think this is a great, great group, great round of, uh, of running backs. And it, it kind of lends to what your argument was, is that running back is deep, that you get to the third round and you still have guys that are in the conversation to be number one guys. Henry's in that conversation. Freeman's in that conversation. Mixon potentially could be in that conversation. Drake, if he closes, if he starts this year the way he closed last year, will be in that conversation. So it's a it's a tremendous group. It really drives home the point that one of your first two picks should be a wide receiver or Gronk. Yeah, or right or Gronk. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll talk about our teams, but I think what really drove home the point about the depth of the running back to me was round five. I know we're skipping over round four. Round four was kind of a wide receiver round, but round five: Sony Michelle, Mark Ingram, Lamar Miller. Jay Ajayi, Jamal Williams, Royce Freeman. Now we get the running, we get the rookie running backs kind of involved here. Sony Michelle, Mark Ingram, Lamar Miller, Jay Ajayi, Jamal Williams, Royce Freeman. That's pretty good. And, and then in the next round, Marlon Mack and, and Carryon Johnson. And we're more than 60 picks in at this point. And Deion Lewis, uh, I mean, I'll, you know, Marshawn Lynch. I don't know. That's round six. So. Yeah, it it just kind of struck me like, damn, there's some really good running back value. And here's the problem with RJ's team, Jamie, Jamie, the cheerleader over there. Like, you gotta have a you gotta have a running back as your flex in a standard. Could be Carry On Johnson. It could be. It could be. Yeah. In which case, yeah, very very good job, good job, RJ White. All right, let's talk about our teams. Dave, you had the eighth pick. I did. How did it turn out, Dave? Well, I already went over the top five picks. I'll do it again real quickly. Hunt, Devontae Adams, Joe Mixon, Alshon Jeffrey, and Jamal Williams in round five. I got to disagree with you, Adam. I think the running backs in round five weren't all great. I was no, very not, happy. Not all, not all, but it's no. a, but it's a good group for for round for sixty pick for after fifty picks in. I think it's an exciting group. And it might just be another thing that we're gonna have to touch on between now and August. In in that round five, round six, the players that you really want to target there might help further. Fulfill what type of a draft strategy you want to have. I was really happy with Jamal Williams in round five. I I think that he's the best of the Packers running backs. I think he's got a chance to finish maybe toward the low end of the top 12, but certainly as a number two running back. And don't mind having him as my flex. I think that's going to be good for my team. After that, I took Brandon Cooks to be my third receiver in round six. I believe my seventh round pick was Tevin Coleman. Why don't you why don't you give it to us by position? Just you want just you want me just to run down the team instead of going round by round? Yeah, yeah. And that'll help everybody out. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger, Jamie mentioned it. I got him in round ten. I was thrilled. Uh, I like Big Ben a lot this year. I would have liked to have gotten a second quarterback. It didn't happen. Uh, Running backs are Hunt, Mixon, Jamal Williams, and Tevin Coleman, Corey Clement, Deontay Foreman, and even Spencer Ware. Took me over a year, but I finally drafted Spencer Ware because you have Kareem Hunt. Yeah, he was my last pick. I took a kicker before him. Alshon Jeffrey, Devontae Adams, uh, Brandon Cooks, and Robbie Anderson are my wide receivers. That's all I got. I was looking to get one of the rookie wide receivers, but they kept going in front of me, so I just didn't end up getting him. Tight end is Jordan Reed. Hopefully he's ready week one. I look at him as more of a high upside slash streamer, and just getting him in the double-digit rounds is where I feel comfortable taking him. Kicker Greg Zerline, defense Rams DST. It's always cute to get the kicker in the DST of the that is cute. same team. Nah. <laughs> okay, so Roethlisberger, Hunt, Mixon, Adams, Alshon Jeffrey, and Jamal Williams at flex. Jordan Reed is your tight end. Rams and Zerline, and then, yeah, it, you have Tevin Coleman, so you're a Devontae Freeman injury away from having an amazing group of running backs. You have Corey Clement. Why Corey Clement? I just wanted depth. At running back, and I think he'll play a decent amount. Not a huge amount for the Eagles, but a decent amount. Let me see one thing here. Clement went in round 13. You could have taken Jack Doyle instead. What do yeah. you think? Why, what do you mean? Eh, you got Jordan Reed. I'm not excited about, I'm not excited about Jack Doyle. I don't mind taking two tight ends. In fact, I, I think I'm getting to the point where if, if I get a, it's like a, it's like an if then situation. If I get a quarterback that's got some injury concerns, then I'll get a second quarterback. If I get a quarterback that doesn't have those injury concerns, then I'll try and get two tight ends. Because if I had my pick, I'd rather have two tight ends and hope that I hit on both of those 
versus getting two quarterbacks and hoping that I hit on both the quarterbacks because it's not going to do you as good to have a, a great second quarterback when quarterbacks are going to be plentiful this year. You could have taken O.J. Howard. Nobody took O.J. I'm, Howard. I'm fine with Howard for now, for Howard, with for Reed Jordan for Reed for now. Okay. Uh, Jamie, your team picked 11th. Uh, yeah, one thing of, of note, I think we may have an understanding why the Panthers signed C.J. Anderson. They placed Fozzie Whitaker on injured reserve with a torn ACL. So that happened in OTA. So they need some running back depth. That may explain why they were the aggressor in getting C.J. Anderson. Um, I have – you want just the positions? Yeah. So I have Cam Newton at quarterback. I have Saquon Barkley and Kenyon Drake at running back. Uh, Marlon Mack and Royce Freeman are the reserves with uh, Kalen Balaj and Chris Carson. The receivers are Josh Gordon and Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup, Will Fuller, and Kenny Stills. I was thrilled to get Stills. I think it was round 12. I think he's the best Dolphins uh, receiver. Yeah, I was looking at him. So I was I was happy about that as a fifth receiver there. Kyle Rudolph at tight end, and then uh, the Saints defense and Mason Crosby. Cam Newton, the thing I like about your first five picks, or you, like the first five players on your roster, not in order you pick them, but position, Cam Newton, Saquon Barkley, Kenyon Drake, Josh Gordon, Michael Thomas, they are all, ooh, ooh, and Kyle Rudolph, they are all, oh, no, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I was going to say they're all in different divisions, but they're not. And that's really not that important in fantasy, I guess. Cam, Barkley, Drake, Josh Gordon, Michael Thomas, Thomas and Cameron, the same division, bummer. Kyle Rudolph, Royce Freeman is your flex. You have Kalen Balage, that's how we pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Kalen Bellagio. LOL, Chris Carson and Marlon Mack. For some reason, you, uh, you did not take the other, uh, Colts running backs. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's funny. You, you took him from me, Jordan Wilkins. That was yeah. somebody that I wanted and wanted badly. And I probably should have taken off. Let me see what round that was. Round 10, I think. Um, did Hines 10. get picked? Yeah. There were, there were the, the big eight rookie, the big eight rookies were drafted in the first seven rounds, um, with, uh, Barkley, Penny, Geis, Michelle, Chubb, Jones, Freeman, and Carrion Johnson. Is that eight? I think that's eight. Um, and then the three other rookies that were drafted at the running back spot were the two Colts guys and Hines and Wilkins and then Balash. So there were 11 rookie running backs drafted. There were six rookie wide receivers drafted, uh, which I think is a little bit of a surprise because uh, on top of the four that we've talked about a lot, Christian Kirk and Cortland Sutton went. I don't know if those guys will definitely get drafted in uh, a, a league this small. So, or an average size league. Um, but, uh, you took Jordan Wilkins in round 10. I took Kyle Rudolph. I couldn't pass on Kyle Rudolph. I, so I, I didn't take quarterback and tight end until round nine and round 10. I thought I got great value with Cam in round nine, with Kyle Rudolph in round 10. And so I was hoping to in round 11 take Jordan Wilkins and you took nope. him from me in round 10. <laughs> and this is just an outstanding team. Barkley and Drake, Michael Thomas and Josh Gordon, Kyle Rudolph, Royce. And then your flex could be either Royce Freeman or Marlon Mack. Uh, I mean, that, those are two, looks like number one running backs for their teams. And Will Fuller, uh, Cooper Cup, Kenny Stills, so nice work, Jamie. Yeah, it goes back to like what Dave was talking about. You know, I think if you could come away from your team looking at it as you have balance, but it's not just balance, it's balance with guys that have the chance to be great at their respective positions. Barkley should be great as a running back. Thomas should be great as a receiver. Cam has been great. Rudolph's been a top six tight end each of the last two seasons. So, you know, especially getting him where I, where I was able to. And then it's the other players that should have, if everything goes right, huge ceilings. Kenyon Drake, we saw it last year. Josh Gordon, we've seen it before. Uh, Royce Freeman, Marlon Mack, like you mentioned, they're going to have great opportunities. So, you know, that's the, the, the way you kind of want to build your team is stars and then guys that could be stars. That's obviously the goal that you want to achieve. Okay. Well, I don't know how much I achieved that. Andrew Luck. Is you got my... Jordan Wilkins though. <laughs> Andrew Luck is my quarterback. Kareem Hunt should be my running back, but instead somebody <laughs> wrote Melvin Gordon there. Uh, Derek Henry, number two running back. And uh, I have Rob Gronkowski. J.H.I. is my flex. I just, I don't really want to admit who my wide receivers are. Go for but it. But everything else so far is good if Luck is right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have Luck and Goff. I think between the two of them, I think I'm okay at quarterback. Gordon, Derek Henry, and J.H.I. are starting for me in a standard scoring league. I think that's great. It's a lot of touchdowns. Amari Cooper and Chris Hogan are my starting wide receivers. And I, that's not great. <laughs> so my, so let, 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 let's go back for one second. Cause I, I think you made the right choice to take a giant in round five because you weren't sold on anybody there, but you could have had Edelman, could have had Landry, could have had 
Cooks or Hogan, or you took Hogan. So that was a good pick in round six. But you could have had any of those other receivers instead of taking your flex. I think again, you made the right choice because a starter is a starter no matter what you're playing him. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't mind your receivers. Cooper and Hogan are fine. Especially since you've got Gronk at tight end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you've got cool. you basically have a a top twelve. That's how you have to look at Gronk. When you take yeah. him, you're saying, all right, listen, he's a top twelve type of wide receiver with injury concerns that I've got to plug into my tight end spot. Yeah. So maybe you you look at your your best two wide receivers, other than you've got three great receivers. You've got Cooper. You've got Hogan. Well, but and you've that's got the thing. Corey is Davis. Cooper great? What do you, he, he I think so he's got, I think year. he could have a very good year under John Gruden. I'm not afraid to draft he's, him. He's good. He's good. I mean, he's not going to be as bad as he was last year, clearly, but you kind of know what he is. I mean, he's 70 catches, thousand yards, seven, eight touchdowns. That's not bad. Yeah. You would take that in a heartbeat right now. All right. I don't even know if he's going to be quite that good. Seven touch chances probably. Yeah, I, I really time. wanted one of the Patriots wide receivers. So I was glad that I was able to get Hogan in round six. Is that where I got him? Round six? So think of yeah. it this way. You're gonna, you're gonna have a potentially a weekly battle over who you're starting between Hogan, Davis, and. Oh yeah. So we didn't say my really other receivers. It. Right, right, well, right. Cause I mean, you've got Corey I, I, Davis on your team. I, and, and I told you this yesterday during the draft. I debated Mac and Hogan in round six. Yeah. That okay. Was, so here, my, here are my, my bench wide receivers. My, my goal was to take number one receivers on their teams, and I have three of them on my bench. Corey Davis, Michael Gallup, he was one of my last picks. Devontae Parker, and I have Cameron Meredith. Number two on the Saints is, is usually, is often better than number one on other teams. I, I don't know if, I don't think I have a star there, but I could see having a number two receiver out of Davis. Davis could be that guy. I think he could. Hey, for sure. Adam Gase is impressed with Devontae Parker, didn't you hear? That's true. I, I hear nice things about Devontae Parker every year. There's 116 catches and nine touchdowns that have to be replaced on that Dolphins offense. So listen, Adam, this is the point I was trying to make. So you should have taken Danny Amendola. <laughs> Albert Wilson. Leontae Carew. So would you, it, this is a pick your poison type of question. Would you rather battle in your mind and, and set a lineup choosing between Hogan, Davis, Meredith, uh, Devontae Parker, Michael Gallup every week, or would you rather stream tight ends? I think I'd rather the receivers all day. Yeah, right. I think that's yeah. I think that's pretty much how it has to be. Yeah. If you had to make that choice, save for getting two wide receivers that you really like. Like I like my two wide receivers. So that, Jamie likes his top two wide receivers. Let, let me ask you a question, Adam. You think there's more upside, and I don't necessarily think there's a red or running answer right now, but you think there's more upside with Corey Davis over Robert Woods? Yeah, because I'm more of a Cooks guy. Like Dave took Cooks one pick before I took Hogan. That's what I really wanted. Do I think there's more? Da- you know what? That's a great question. I that would was say, your choice. I would say you took, st- you took Davis two spots ahead of Woods. I would have taken Woods. I think there's much more upside with him because we've seen it. In PPR, I would have taken Woods. Uh, I, I I don't know about the touchdowns for him. In standard, I, yeah, I probably was debating that to be quite honest, and maybe fifty fifty for me. What it really came and, down and, to was and the same thing, Parker over DJ Moore. I think there's more upside with him too. Oh, um, no, I think I probably should have taken DJ Moore. Yeah. I know you, you did it to spite Heath because Heath really loves Devontae Parker. <laughs> that's a good call. I probably should that, That's, that's the truth. He does like him. I know. I know he wanted, I know I wasn't getting Devontae Parker in the next round because Heath had two picks before I was up again. Um, for me, it was really all about Gronk versus Keenan Allen. That, that changed my whole draft. I would have taken Devontae Adams. He went to Dave one pick before me. I took Gronk over Allen. Standard scoring, that's what I'm doing. PPR, I'm going Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure on the touchdowns. He only had six last year. Keenan Allen hasn't been a, a huge touchdown guy. He had eight in 2013. That's his that career That was half high. a season. Uh, no. That was 15 games. What he, was the, oh, no. 14 was the half a season. He yeah. had four in half a season. In oh, he would have scored eight. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that that was – I am very much – maybe it's because I've been doing fantasy baseball for a while. And there's such a difference between points and roto. I, I think there's a big difference between standard and PPR now. I never really used to think that. But really? Never thought that? Let me ask you this question. Not a based huge on, on, on your love of Derrick Henry. Let's say you had taken Devontae Adams in round two, and Zach Ertz and Derrick Henry are sitting there in round three. Who would you have taken? Uh, so you, let, let's just say you go back and you could redo this draft. So you take Kareem Hunt in round one. Yeah. <laughs> you get Devontae Adams. Adams you basically take Dave's team. You take Devontae Adams in round two, and then you get to round three because Ertz went one spot in front of Derrick Henry. What are you doing, Adam? You're on the clock. I would take Derrick Henry. However, I would take Ertz over 
Kenyon Drake and Alex Collins, but not over Derrick Henry. And then McKinnon would be a tough one for me. I don't know. I'm taking Ertz all day. Over who? Over all those Derrick guys? Derrick Henry. Over Derrick Henry. Jamie? Oh, I'm taking Henry. <laughs> I, I, I think that that's a great value for Ertz in the middle of round three. I think it, yeah, it is. It well, is. It's me, not like a gigantic well, value, yeah, it's but it's good value. Anything with a tight end where you can look at it and say, oh, that's not bad value. Yeah. It's a win. But it's I an absolute Henry. win. I wonder though. If, and then you don't have to worry about streaming the position. I, I wonder like though. That. Now that Antonio Gates is gone, is Hunter Henry two rounds later a better pick? It's possible. Very possible. All right, we'll leave you guys with that little cliffhanger for you. I just want to see where Zach Ertz's ADP is right now. Hold on one second. Okay. I'm going to wrap up the show. Have a great weekend, everybody. I am going to hopefully drive my new car soon. Still at the dealer. Got to take care of that. So is it your car if it's at the dealer? I put a down pay. I put a deposit on it. So, yeah. All right, mine. so so uh, on usually my, if something's yours, you're in possession of it. Uh, on my my fantasy league, which uh, I think they're accounting for their uh, MFLs at this point, um, Zach Ertz is 35th overall, and Derrick Henry is 40th overall. Now this is I'm sorry, this is all scoring systems. Let me take away PPR. Yeah, take away PPR, buddy. I bet it. I bet it's uh, about tied. Okay, non PPR, Zach Ertz is 40th. And Derrick Henry is 49th. What? Excuse me? That doesn't make yeah. any uh, sense. I'll tell you what I think it could be. Stupidity? All three of us, all three of us like Derrick Henry. Me drafting? Yeah. But I, I think there's some people out there that just don't want to there's deal a, with the look, Tennessee running sorry, back mess. There's, there's IDPs in here too. Like they're scared of Deion Lewis coming in and Ooh. taking work away from Derrick Henry. And I, I don't see it. Hey, I, I don't see it being that big of a deal. I got to run, guys. The, the the people at Rolls-Royce are waiting for me. So I got to go take you care of You told me that. you got a Ferrari. <laughs> yes, but I bought it through Rolls-Royce. It's very complicated. If you wouldn't understand, my listeners would understand. We're done. Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you probably on Monday. Enjoy the weekend. Happy Mother's Day. And see you later. Bye. na 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 na